Hello and welcome to Raise the Platform. You are on Sin uh, 90.7 and you are on air with Rosie and Ariane. Hey, hey. Hello. Veronica, unfortunately, is not here because she's not feeling well. Shout out to Veronica. I hope you feel better soon. We miss you. Yeah, we love you, Veronica. And we hope you had a fantastic 21st birthday last week. Woo! Message us in. We want to hear all about it. Yes, message us on Facebook. <laughs> or you can Twitter us at S-Y-N, no, at R-T-P-S-Y-N. Um, or you can write a comment on our YouTube channel because we have a YouTube channel now. Or if you're just listening, Veronica, just text me because you don't have Facebook. <laughs> so, yes, we have a very exciting uh, show ahead of us today. Um, we are no longer be going to be talking about synesthesia. We're going to leave that for another day. But we're going to continue maybe our discussion. Next week. Maybe yes. next week. Maybe next week. I'm hoping next week we have a discussion about uh, wheelchair access because I'm mm. hoping to have an interview with a guy who is organising a music um, festival in Geelong. Oh, yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, so, and he's trying to make it accessible. So hopefully I get an interview with him. And we can talk about I reckon that. if it ends up happening, we should all go as part of like a race to platform excursion. Yes, that'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we've got a really big show ahead of you. We'll probably have another disability rant, I'm guessing. Yes. yes. So stay tuned. You are on C90.7's Razor Platform. And the first song we have for you is one of my favourites, uh, DZ Death Rays with Gina Works at Hearts. You are on race platform on Sin 90.7. Sin 90.7. And that was DZ Death Rays with Gina Works at Hearts, one of my favourite songs. Oh, it did sound pretty good. I haven't really heard much of their music, but I would like to get into more of that sort of stuff. Today we're going to be talking about... The huge, huge debate that people with disabilities sometimes have, which is pride versus cure. Yes. Pride over the disability you have versus wanting a cure to not have your disability anymore. Yes. Um, now, me and Rosie were talking during the ad break, and we're half-half, and we're going to tell you why. Yes, yes, we are. So we'd just like to give a sensitivity warning on this topic because yes. it does bring into effect the whole um, mental sort of um, status. and Yeah, it's, it's um, a tough topic to talk about. A lot of people, um, you know, are very sensitive to this topic because either they feel very passionate about being disabled or they feel passionate about their disability holding them back. Yeah. So uh, if, you know, you are sensitive to this and you don't want to uh, listen in, you can either turn off your uh, radios for a little while and then tune back in the next couple of minutes. Or, or just just dial it down. Or just, just dial it down, yeah. Put it on the low. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, with and also I'd like to point out that these are our, our opinions for what we yeah, feel. And not we're not talking about anyone else. We're talking about our own opinions. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to start? Oh, well, I was thinking about this previously. And um, I was saying um, that 
I'm half-half because obviously I am a disability advocate, mm. but I also have mental illness. Now, some people say suffer from depression or suffer with this, but or suffer from a disability, mm. but it's not suffering per se. It's struggling to come to terms with what you can and can't do. Yeah. Um, it's the fact that I get pissed off because I can't walk 30 metres to take myself to the toilet. Yeah. So if I'm really busting and there's no one around, I'm screwed. Yeah. Um, and that is the sort of time where you, you get to the point where you're like, oh, I wish this was gone now. But unless they're going to hypothetically come up with a magic pill that I can take and suddenly my gr- my brain cells regrow themselves mm. and I don't have holes in my brain anymore that have now healed over with the permanent brain damage, mm. um, that's not going to happen no. in my lifetime or any time soon, probably. Um, so... If at all. So, um, people talk about wanting research for a cure with disability, but there's a whole bunch of people that go, no, we're just proud of who we are, Mm -hmm. and it's disability pride. It's, um, you know, you've got to come to terms with your disability and be proud of who you are. I'm all for that, but then there's the there's the type of people with disability who are like me, who I have some form of pain every day, mm. whether it be a small amount of pain or a large amount. I have some form of pain related to my disability every day. Yeah. Like, it can just be a sore toe or it can be an entirely sore back that stops me from doing anything. Mm. So, you know, if I could have one day without pain, I think I've had one day without pain in the last five years. When you put that into perspective, it just gets beyond. And then when I've been in hospital and you're on your painkillers for when you've had your surgery or whatever... But then your body is reacting to those like it usually would. And when my body reacts to, like, opiates, I throw up. So if I'm not in any pain, Mm. I'm usually throwing up at the same time. Um, So, you know, there's just times where you wish you didn't have to go through the whole funding versus government thing. And you wish you didn't have to go through the pain, pain thing, or and also like looking from the you know the other side, it always looks like the grass is always greener on the other side. So you're looking at all these A bodies, and you think, oh, you've got it so easy, you know, you don't have to do deal with this and this, and that's also another thing that but you know. But then the able, the some able bots have the thing about oh, but yours is cool because you don't have to walk everywhere. Mm. No, mm. it's not. Yeah. used to think it was when I was in grade five and <laughs> people were fighting over who was going to push me at school. But yeah. when you grow up and you go through puberty and you 
you get I've got scoliosis that's um typically a teenage girl scoliosis so it's not actually related to my CP but my CP does make managing it worse yeah and because the reason why I didn't have the operation was because my CP could possibly hinder the recovery of the operation. So it's like, okay, versus a little bit of pain manageable with, you know, painkillers and, you know, one bad day maybe once a month versus having an operation that could possibly not take away any of my pain Mm. and make things worse for me. Yeah, I know I've had operations that have made things yeah. not as great as they were. Mm. I'll probably talk a bit about that uh, after this next song. We are chatting about uh, disability pride versus cure, I guess. That's what we'll call it. Yes. You are on Race Platform on C90.7 and this is Remy with Sangria. And there's we are talking uh, disability pride versus cure. And uh, before the song, you heard a bit of Ariane and uh, her opinions. And now I think it's time for me to tell you mine. <laughs> yes, do go on. So I'm the same with you. I'm kind of like in the middle. Um, what, I have a brother that's very into cures. Uh, we have this argument all the time about, you know, in like 50 years time, um, you know, there'll be a cure and it'll be available and you'll be walking normally and you won't have to use your wheelchair and everything will be fine. And... I always say to him that that's great, but wouldn't it be great if in 50 years' time everyone just accepts that there's people with disabilities? Yeah. So the way I see it, I'm going to bring you back to X-Men, right? Have you yeah. watched X-Men? Yeah. Have you watched the the movie where there's a cure for, for the mutant gene? Uh, are you talking about... The most recent one. No, it's not the most recent one. I think it's like the third one. Okay. Um, anyway, so basically uh, they find a mutant who pretty much cures all the other mutants. Um, and then, so there's a character called Rogue and her mutant power is that when she touches someone, she takes, like, sucks their life form. So if she touches another mutant, she gets their powers. But if she touches a non-mutant, they die. Okay. Um so she would love to not be a mutant and she would love to be a human. And then there's another mutant called Storm and she controls the weather and she's very, very much like, you know, there's nothing wrong with us. We're fine the way we are. And I feel like I'm a little bit like Storm. I'm a bit of a dick when it comes to it because I forget about the people who, um, you know, suffer from chronic illness, um, who are in pain, um, people yeah. who, you know, have disabilities that aren't exactly, you know, very livable Whereas I have a very livable disability. I have spina bifida. I use a wheelchair, but I can also walk on my walking stick. Um, and I'm pretty independent. So I've got to think about other people when I do this and not come and across you, as a total You can drive dick. a car. Also. I can drive a car, yeah. yeah. So Whereas you put me on the road, I've only really got one hand that functions semi-normally. So the only thing I can't do with my right hand is right. But if yeah. you said to me... I've got to try and operate a car with my left and right hand. I'd be on the freeway killing people. Yeah, so and that would not be good. So you definitely don't want to put me behind the wheel of a car. But people like Rosie. Yeah. All good. Well, yes. 
I'm sure my friends would probably think otherwise, but yeah, I'm great. I'm a great mm. driver. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, if there was a cure, I probably, it depends also, because I have different parts of my disability that affect me in different ways. Yep. So like having a bladder that would work, you know, would be great. That'd be fantastic. Yep. So, but then there is like, you know, operations that you can have, you know, like bladder augmentations and stuff that sound pretty painful and there's, you know, like oh, cancer yeah. risks and, yeah. you know, there's a lot to think about when it comes to those things as like well. Like there's so. pros that there's, like you might be able to hold on a bit longer, but yeah. there's definitely, definitely lots and lots of cons and yeah. you've got to weigh them up. And, and everyone's different as what's well. worth it. Like I was talking about why I didn't have a back surgery is because I went to get a second opinion and he said it won't necessarily get rid of any of the pain you're having. Mm. We'll just make it easier for you to put clothes on. So it's like, would I rather go through a massive operation that's going to take months and months and maybe even years to recover from and make it a bit easier for me to put clothes on? Mm. Or would I rather not and just keep going the way I am because most of the time I'm comfortable. I only have, like, a couple of bad days yeah, a month or whatever. Mm. Yeah, you've kind of got to weigh up your bad days from your good days, I guess. Um, but it, it, I guess it because, you know, it depends on your disability as well. Like, yeah. I... I I just think that they need to uh, make the world a bit more accessible for people with dis- different yeah. disabilities. Like, and not just also, people in wheelchairs, but people that are blind, people that are deaf, you know. There's it so many also different... depends, yeah, there's so many different disabilities that need more help. Mm. But it also depends on the people you have around you. Like, my family are quite positive, mm. but I know um, families that are so pro-cure that one of my friends when she told her dad that she wouldn't take the if it was an option she wouldn't take it her dad said yes you would because i'd force it down his throat so it's like that's crazy yeah and it's like people that are so anti any sort of disability Mm. And you're like, how do you get on in life? And what is it like when you in um in um in what's that word? Like when you see something, you encounter. That's it. Yeah. Encounter something you're uncomfortable with. Yeah. What are you gonna be like? Mm. Yeah. It, and then again, that's why my relationship fell apart. For those um, Mm -hmm. listeners that aren't aware of what's been happening in my life, I was engaged and now not because my relationship fell apart because he started to say to me, oh, I feel more like a carer than a boyfriend. And I said, well, you knew that this was part of the deal before we even started going out because I checked if you were okay with it Mm. and you said it was fine. Mm. And now you're saying my disability is becoming a problem. So, A, I can't help having a disability. B, I can't help needing 
help in the loos. Mm. Like, that's always going to... And I can't help needing help getting dressed. Like, yeah. there are so many things that I wish I could do by myself yeah. vis-a-vis those two things. Mm. But, but I, I can't. I sometimes just think that there just needs to be more, like, we don't need to change. Other people need to change. Like, yeah. there needs to be more acceptance of people in the yeah. world. Like, it's crazy that there's so many people out there looking for cures, you know, having children with disabilities and being so pro-cure and saying if there was a cure, yeah. I'd, you know, shove it down your throat. It's, like, there needs to be people that are like, like, hey, this isn't very accessible. Let's build a ramp here. And, hey, yeah. what I just said was a bit insensitive. Maybe I shouldn't use those words. It's like my partner had a... Um, a disability himself so he mm. knows it wasn't physical but he knows the sort of expectations that people go down lo- lower when um, he says oh I've got attention deficit disorder mm. they're going to immediately think less of him because you know he has trouble concentrating mm. and he hates that so of course I'm going to hate it when someone says to me oh by the way your disabilities." becoming an issue it's a part of who i am Mm. if you love me enough you won't care and this will be like a good segue into um another show that we're going to do and that's on terminology and like this idea that like disability is a bad word like oh my gosh you're disabled like you know instantly means that you know that you're like a you know poor person that can't do things and well it instantly I don't actually like the word disabled because it instantly like you're unable to do things mm. like I found different ways the things I couldn't do mm. yeah I may have um, not been able to do them but some things I can do now because I found a different way of doing them yeah. that achieves the same goal yeah so I like to say, not that I'm unable to do something. Yeah, I'm all right with saying I'm unable to walk long distances because I can't, or I'm unable to take myself to the toilet because I can't. Mm. But uh, unless if there's something that I've taught myself how to do in a different way, I like to say it's a challenge. Yeah. Like I'm physically challenged rather than... You know, I can't, I just, I'm disabled, I can't do something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, On that note, I think we should go to another song, because we've been chatting for, this has been a really fantastic conversation. Yeah. Uh, We'll continue the conversation after this song. This is uh, Boy and Bear with Limit of Love. You are on Sin 90.7's Raise the Platform. Oh, who do I know that would want to give a perspective on this and look? Sort of thought, I have a friend who's got a um, hidden disability. Yeah. Chronic fatigue syndrome or CFS. Yeah. Her name's Naomi. And she says, oh, people are like, oh, disability pride, disability pride, whatever. And, um, and she's like, but I would give anything not to have my... Um, not to have CFS because mm. it limits what I can do, um, how long I can be out for, yeah. who I can be around. Because she also has sensitivities to like chemicals and stuff. Yeah. So she can't. She's having her house treated. She lives in a unit. Yeah. She's having it treated for mold and flooding. 
while that's happening, she can't actually live there because her sensitivity is so high that she can't live there. So what's she doing instead? She's living in the country with her um with her dad and commuting back and forth when she has to go to the house to oversee the work. Um but the other thing was that she her room got like so dusty and or dirty and stuff because she's not able to clean as much as other people would be able to clean, mm. um, that she was having to sleep outside in her courtyard in a tent because wow. she couldn't sleep in her own bedroom. Gosh. That would have so been quite annoying. She's like, I'd give anything not to have this. And people are just mm. like disability pride. Well, that's understandable. Like that it's it's understandable. Like I, like I said before, you know, it's it's hard to not be a dick about it because when you have a livable dis- disability, because you forget about the people who are actually struggling and who would actually do anything to not have a disability. You know, like mm. people with like, you know, disabilities where their their brain works fine, but their bodies just, you know, don't do what their brain is telling them mm. to do, and. You know that stuff like that would just be absolutely horrible. Or and really... people that um, have life-limiting disabilities yeah. as well, because there's so many of um, them, like different forms of spinal muscular dystrophy, are life-limiting. Yeah. And um, spinal muscular atrophy, I think, is also. Yeah. So it's like I've got friends with um, those disabilities. Luckily, one of them has the form where it means he's not going to die. Mm. But, you know, I've heard of stories where, you know, there's guys with muscular dystrophy that get into their 20s and then are planning their own funerals because they know they're going to die. And it's like you you don't want to live like that thinking when could be my last day and what do I have to do before that mm. you know yeah no it's horrible um and we are doing a sensitive uh warning again I'll just uh so for people out there who are feeling like they want to chat to someone you're feeling a little bit low uh we have a few numbers you can call you can call beyond blue on one three hundred double two four six three six kids helpline on one eight hundred double five one eight hundred or lifeline on thirteen eleven fourteen yeah so uh feel free to give them a call uh if you need to chat to someone we are talking cure versus uh disability pride um but i also believe uh that you have a disability rant for us oh yes i do i have a rant you ready i am so ready okay (laughs) So basically, what's been happening is um, where I live, when you go to get off the train, Mm. this is an access to public transport one, there's a, um, okay, you have to get the ramp out and then there's this massive like incline down to the um, actual platform, you know you've been there. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. So you can talk about this as well. 
But what I found out from one of my train drivers, I think it was yesterday, was they've got the money aside to fix it, but they haven't drawn up the plans yet. Oh. And it's like, well, how long is it going to take? And he said, yeah, I know, because we're all worried about it too. Like the train drivers themselves are worried about getting people off the train because they don't want to hurt mm. anybody. Or they don't have, have an idea of when it's going to be... When it's going to be, the well, plan's going to be made. the thing is that Metro just don't communicate properly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're doing these works, but we're only going to give you a week's notice. Okay. You know, so when that is affecting my station, mm. I probably will only get a week notice. Oh, by the way, there's going to be no trains to the city on this platform between such and such a time. Yeah. And they seem to think, and I don't know why, mm. that weekends and school holidays are the best time to do these oh, works. I know, right? Like, people don't have lives. Mm. Um, and train drivers apparently can be you know, shoved about and told what they're doing, you yeah. know, on little notice. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not acceptable. Mm. Not acceptable for anyone else, regardless of whether you have a disability or not. Mm. So why should it be acceptable for Metro? Exactly. You know, I've got a bit of a, a rant too, but it's going to be really quick. Um and that's because they're doing works at my station as well. And mm. they've, while they're doing works, they've done like a little bit of works on um, the parking lot. Or mm. not parking, par- what's? Car park. Parking lot is the American version. And I've been saying it like for ages. Um, that's all right. The car park. And they've gotten rid of the disabled parking. There's only one disabled parking spot, oh mind you. Gosh. There's only one. There's not more than one. There's only one. And they've gotten rid of it. And the other day I was coming into the city and I had to park like ages away because there was just no parks available. And then coming home, they were doing works on the train line. So I had to like go around a long way to get to my car. Well, you know what? There's a little parking lot of mine. Like you've got to walk out of it and pass the bus stops and then there's this little parking lot. Mm. And that parking lot has like four disabled parking spots. That's fantastic. And it's like, that's good, but why can't you put more disabled parking spaces in other places? Exactly. And just one always just seems so silly to me. Like, are they just expecting, like, one person to carpool all the disabled people? There's going to be more than one crip who needs to use the car park Exactly. Like, we're not not calling off each other going, hey, going to the city this day? Do you want to go to this station? Let's all carpool in one car. Like, fit ten wheelchairs in this one car to fit in this one park. Yeah, because that's totally possible. (laughs) We were actually talking about at one stage, getting multiple manual wheelchairs into one car. Now, you two, I believe, have done this. Yes. By the way, there's a special guest in the studio that yeah. will be chatting on air probably after a, a song towards the end of the show. Hence why I uh, said you two, yeah. but then remember we haven't actually introduced her We haven't introduced her yet, so uh, stay tuned, guys. It's very exciting. 
Uh, we will talk about how well we are at playing wheelchair te- Tetris uh, after this song. This is Alice in Wonderland with You Don't Know. You are on... You are on... Uh, race the platform. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm on a different show and I keep getting confused. You are on Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7 and that was Alice in Wonderland with You Don't Know. We are in the studio with myself, Rosie, Ariane and our very, very special guest who has just been trained, finished training today, Alex. How's it going, Alex? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! You're on radio! (laughs) Alex will be uh, one of the main uh, hosts on uh, Raise the Platform from now on. And you may have heard Alex in the past when we did an interview on Cycle Power. Yes. So, Alex, uh, you have a uh, adventure chair that uh, I was involved with, so I'll help you through it. Because before the song, we were talking about um, wheelchair Tetris, getting wheelchairs in the car. Because we were making jokes about parking spots and stuff. Yes. So, uh, do you want to tell us about the time we managed to get three people and three wheelchairs into one tiny, tiny car? Yes. Well, um, it was actually a pretty bad situation. Yeah. Uh, we were travelling from Ballarat to Torquay oh my for, God. for gigs, of course, because yeah. gigs are life. Yep. Um, yeah, so one of our friends uh, who was travelling with us um, in her car, her car actually broke down. Oh, my God. 20 minutes out of Ballarat. Oh, my God. So we had to get her chair. So you just left Ballarat to go to Torquay? Yes. 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 Oh so we God. hadn't gotten too far. It was, this is no. actually a funny story. Yeah, I'm going to so, laugh through well, this. Well, we, we waited an hour for the tow truck yeah. on mm. the side of the freeway. Uh, so then we uh, had to get our friend into my car. That already had Rosie in it, yep. and her wheelchair, and all of her belonging, because we were obviously staying for a few days, so yep. a few days of clothes, and so everybody had, you know, pillows and suitcases and wheelchairs. I think there was a swag. There was a swag. There's always a swag. there's always a swag. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So we had to play Tetris with three wheelchairs and three people in my tiny car. Oh. Um, I do not own a four-wheel drive. Uh, it is a Subaru Impreza. Um, so <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Oh, they are um, tiny, aren't they? Yes. How do you fit it all in there? Well, Magical. This magic. Photo. Maybe I'll post the photo magic, up on the, uh, yeah. on the uh, race platform. <laughs> this is how you fit three wheelchairs and three people yeah. into yeah. a Subaru Impreza. Yeah. It, it, the, the story gets more funny, though, because we, like, waited for a while and then we went back to Ballarat to drop off um, our friend's car. Yeah. At our friend's place, who was living in, who lives in Ballarat. So, and then we we <laughs> we got pretty much the same place. The same place, yeah. So, back and then towards Torquay, yeah. And our friend forgot her foot plates for her wheelchair. Yeah, and they are kind of a important need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we and had to go. Where were the foot plates? In a car. In a car. Yeah. Oh. That are back in Ballarat. Oh, yeah. at the. Towing place. Yeah. Oh god. So we had yeah. to go we had all, the all the way back. We had so three goes. How didn't we? Far, yeah, we had three goes. How far had you gotten before she realised she'd left her? The same place whereabouts we that she got um her car broke, her down. broke down. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. We, we had three goes. What was the third go? 
I can't remember. I just I remember there was three goes. There was three was, goes because there was, really there, was funny. The picture, there was three goes. Uh, I don't know. Did you um, get I to think talking? We forgot something. Yeah, I think we kept uh, forgetting things. We f- we definitely forgot something. Yeah. But um, yes, it's always a good thing to be the driver in the situation because yeah. you need the space in the car. Yeah. So I didn't get any luggage piled on top of me. I, however, <laughs> was like drowning in wheelchairs yes. and she had pretty luggage. much everything on top of her as she was in the back seat. Yeah. Oh my god. So oh, yes. Hilarious. And how how much can you fit in your boot? Not much. Well, on a good day, I can usually fit one wheelchair and yeah. you know bags. Bags. So yeah, but not two wheelchairs. You had one wheelchair in the boot. Oh, I had two. Then- we had two wheelchairs in the boot, so we managed to. Maybe, I think we took off some wheels. Wheels, yeah. I think there was wheels flying everywhere. Yes, and oh then we had one God. in the back seat with Rosie, and then we had the pillows and the suitcases yeah. and Piled swags on top of you. Yeah, I'll, I'll post the picture up on uh, the race platform yeah. Facebook page because it's quite funny. It's you can quite see funny. me like just like in the background with yeah. my fingers. I had three fingers up to show that it was like take three. <laughs> Three, yeah. Three. Oh my god. Yeah. I think uh, the post actually explains all three things yeah, that, uh, that happened. happened. <laughs> Did so. you get to Torquay in time for said gig? Yes. yes just. Good, just. good, just. good. Yeah, yeah, so it was very important that we get there on time when yeah. doors yeah. open. Because yeah. girls. Because girls. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we've actually come towards the end of our show. Sad face. But we will be back next week. And we have Alex on the show next week. Yay. This is very exciting. We're oh, going to be talking. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. We're going to be talking about access. So hopefully I'll have this interview with this guy for this festival. But if not, we're just going to talk about access and venues in general because it's one of our favourite topics. Awesome. Oh, and Stella will be back on too. Yes, Stella will be Yay. back on. Get ready for Stella's segment, people. Yes, it's very exciting. And hopefully Veronica will be feeling better. So Veronica will be and it'll be a full cast of people. It's going to wow. be hectic Five in the studio. People. Full house. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Get ready to rumble. So stay tuned for Saturday. You have been listening to Raise a Platform on Sin 90.7. Bye. Bye. Bye.